first and goal is Lewis. Point outside, and he is close. They say touchdown. Great. Looking in the end zone. Now, get rid of it for the touchdown to Cooks. And they break the third down drought from the end zone. Absolutely impossible. Safety. Eric Lee. Hi, to uh, week 18 of Title Town, where we're going to recap week 17 of the NFL season. I am Melissa Clark. Hey, I'm Craig Stan. We're going to walk you through another Patriots victory, 26-6 over the lowly New York Jets. Yeah, last victory of the regular season, 2017 regular season in the books, as is 2017 in general. Happy New Year, Melissa. Happy New Year, Craig. And Happy New Year to all you out there. Yeah, May 2018 be very prosperous and healthy for prosperous all. Prosperous and healthy for everyone involved. Mostly us, but you guys too. That's <laughs> fine. Just share. Uh, so the Pats finish up their season 13-3. and three, Number one overall seed in the playoffs. First round bye. The whole, the whole normal thing. The whole, the whole bit. When you look back on the season, does it feel like a 13-3 and three season? It really doesn't. It doesn't. No. I mean, you don't actually think they're going to win every game, right? But they are favored in every game. Right. So every time they lose, you're like, what the fuck? How did that happen? But then when you look at the record, you're like, yeah, you, okay. you predict their record being 12 and 4, 13 and 3, maybe right. 14 and 2. Like you you factor in losses, but when you actually see the losses, you're like, how did that happen? They you know? look like shit. Yeah, what a right, trash right, right. team. Yeah. I always think of that in like hockey and basketball too, where it's like people predict like, yeah, it's going to go seven. It'll be like hard fought, like seven game series. And then their team loses one and they're like baffled by the fact that they <laughs> lost that's you yeah. predicted they were gonna go seven games which means they're gonna lose three like you realize that right like <laughs> you're bringing it down to one like it it's gonna there's gonna be some losses in there yeah and it, it doesn't feel like a dominating it didn't it feel like a dominating regular season i mean we've talked about it every week right and it's like every time we say the score and we're like they won oh boy how did you feel about it yeah right and we've been like haters the whole season ourselves but at the end of the day they are where we expected them to be. Yeah. To, yeah, it all to kind quote of shook out. The late great Denny Green. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> they are who we thought they were, which is the best team in the air. Right. And I, I think a lot of what we'll see in the next couple of weeks is hopefully we get some players back from injury. You know, oh, there's a geez, couple of guys yeah. right now that haven't played the last few weeks. James White, Rex Burkhead, Chris Hogan. Yeah, but you wonder the if they could have. Right. There so wasn't the, really a reason to stretch them. Are they? We'll we'll find out once they play in two weeks. And we have the what is it? Thirteenth uh, January thirty. They're playing that Saturday. Yeah, night Saturday game. night, eight fifteen game. It's gonna be fucking cold in so we'll Foxborough oh, for yeah. eight fifteen game on a Saturday. Sure will. Yikes! But we'll find out whether those guys are like hurt, hurt, or yeah. whether they probably could have gone over the last two weeks and just didn't. Yeah, if they needed the games, would they have gone? It's like once right. they won in Pittsburgh, they didn't need the games so much. Right. Like they were still important, and certainly winning is the better option. But right, you can do it with Brandon Bolden against the fucking Jets. <laughs> yeah, I could have been clearly. running the ball and beat the Jets. <laughs> uh, clearly. Also, I think that Jets game on Sunday had the worst quarterback play I've ever seen in my life. Bryce Petty, the the, the <laughs> person at the top of that list previously was Brock Osweiler in the divisional round last yeah. year in the playoffs. That was the worst quarterback I've ever seen by the worst performance I've ever seen by a quarterback in my life. Yeah. I think Bryce Petty may have, may have, uh, may have topped the list. Well, he led to my favorite play in football. Sure did. If we all remember from week eight, it's a safety two hands to the top clapping. 
<laughs> yeah, he had that safety. I just feel like I found myself questioning, like, how did you get so far in your career as a quarterback? Oh. And you're unable to make, like, a four-yard dump pass. off throw to a running back who's running like the same direction as you like that's just like pitch and catch here you go like yeah. and it's backyard three football. feet behind him like how do you no <laughs> like not even with any pressure like it's a designed like bootleg like the like the quarterback like rolls out it's not even someone's like chasing him and he's like fearing for his life just by himself running in space like can't make a little four yard pitch. how did you get to the nfl if you can't make that throw uh, you know, Craig, that's such a good life <laughs> question. It, that is not something that I just wonder about in the NFL. In yeah. many places in my life, I'm like, how the fuck did you get to where you... Uh, people probably wonder that about me, too, to be honest. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, did no one anywhere along the way say, this This seems like a fundamental that you should be able to yeah. lock down pretty regularly, <laughs> not kick it forward? It's like, does he overthrow his kid when they play catch in the backyard? <laughs> like, how do they, how do they negotiate that? He's like that? an eight-year-old, like, Jesus, Dad! God damn God. it! Complete a pass for Christ's sake! Kids just, like, shagging fly balls. He's just trying to fucking play catch with his dad. He's winded. He's telling the coach, like, I can't practice at home. My dad sucks. Have you ever seen I him? Just, the I don't worst. Know. I'm at, I, can I get, like, a pitch back? To- <laughs> I need to find a net behind me to the net. heave it back at me. Um, all right, so I was going to say speaking of, but there is no, no natural transition. So just as a total non sequitur, what's your opening take from uh, Sunday's game? Oh my what God. was that? Uh, my opening take is a little monetary, fiscally. Mm. I'm going to take a fiscal take, if yeah. you will. Um, so our boy Rob Gronkowski missed out on $2 million in incentives. Yeah. Which to us, that's like money that we can't even comprehend. Like if someone was like, here's $2 million, I'd be like, later, sucker. Sure. Right? You'd never see me again. And I'd be broke in a week. Yeah. Um, but he missed out on $2 million in incentives. Uh, he needed 11 catches or 116 yards mm. uh, to get. It's an additional kicker. He made some other incentives already, but it would have been a $2 million kicker. And you can't help but think about that suspension that he took against Miami. Mm-hmm. Right. And like how many receptions did he miss out on how many yards when they were still playing for something um and he probably would have been targeted more because he wasn't it's not like oh he had all these opportunities or he made nine and missed two like they didn't even go to him because the jets were double teaming him which is smart i guess if we're looking for something they did right yeah yeah, i mean that's how i would defend the patriots for sure yeah but also like had pittsburgh done that at the end of the pittsburgh (laughs) game they probably would have (laughs) won there's a lot of things pittsburgh could have done at the end of that game um also like are you really gonna risk him having to to dive right for the ball go down hard to the ground he's a little fragile as is so like why take the risk in the last game and again you can beat the jets without (laughs) whatever basically gonna put like the practice squad out there they could have called in Foxborough High and had the team come out <laughs> take warm-ups. Yeah, so I just think, like, sad for your boy, but you look at how the season plays out overall, and it's like, man, that one play cost him yeah. in the end. Yeah, that missing that one game, because, you you know, you got a pencil grunk in for, what, at least maybe four catches for 50 yards, like, at least, at any at game. Least. Like, that's, like, right. minimum. So, I mean, yeah, getting 11 for 116, was it 116 or 160? 116. I 116. Think. So 11 for 116. Like, that's a big game. Uh, yeah, singularly, like that's in, a big game. It's not game. out of reach. Like, Gronk's had games like that before. What did you yeah. say earlier? Uh, he had four games had this three year? Three games where he um, was he was over 116 yards, I think, in four games where he was at least targeted 11 times or more. Okay, so this is not an uncommon occurrence. It's not, un- it's not like, oh, uh, because there were some other incentives that he missed out on, like touchdowns and plays, I think, that were just totally out of reach because they weren't feasible based on like how many 
plays would be happening in this game. Uh, but this one was very much in reach, particularly had he played against Miami yeah. in that game. And you just look at it and think, decision quality yeah. coming right back decision at him. Quality. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, too, because they, uh, if we go back a few years when I think this is Gronk's, Gronk's on his second contract now. So they drafted him, he was mm-hmm. on his rookie contract. They signed him before... They sent him and Aaron Hernandez early before yes. their original working contracts were up. And Gronk is signed through twenty twenty. Not work out. And he, you know, being an injury prone guy, I wonder if he looks back on that contract now and is like shit because it's it's heavily yeah, it's incentive very incentive laden. And I mean, that's for a guy that has an injury history. It's like yeah, it, it actually it it's very team friendly in the sense yeah. that if he is on the field for that much time, then right. they're going to pay him because he's probably going to hit these numbers. And if he's not, then he's not. And I wonder if Gronk... I mean, he's obviously got plenty of money coming in from all different directions. Yeah, but I mean, he's in every Dunkin' Donuts commercial. and He's in every Dunkin' Donuts. He's got the fucking cardboard standees <laughs> in there smiling at you. Give me my 87-cent coffee. <laughs> oh, I saw... What did I see? There was some stupid thing that he was endorsing the other day. I forget where I was. Oh, it was at Brookstone. The Gronk ball? I knew exactly <laughs> you, what you were you know, obviously. <laughs> what the hell is that thing? It's a football and a speaker. It's a speaker, right? That's what it you is. Can I was throw like, I know it's a football and, it and a uh, speaker. like drink shaker or something. I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, the speaker, speaker, football shaped speaker endorsed by Rob Gronkowski like, for sale at Brookstone. Hilarious. You can hear it for like eighty feet all around you. Don't ask why I know what? all these statistics. <laughs> so, like, if the ball, if the football was between us, we could both go eighty, maybe it's forty feet, something like that, in either direction and hear it still. So it's loud, is what you're saying. Yeah, supposedly. It's very loud. That's what Gronk says. <laughs> That's oh. like Coors beer marketing, like the temperature of their beer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, it's <laughs> you know? cold. Like, well, don't tell me what my All fridge is cold. doing. Yeah. If I'll, you make it cold, I'll it's control cold. my fridge, Coors. Like, Get out of my house. Speaker. It's loud. You can hear it from far away. Music. You can hear it louder well, from close up. <laughs> now he needs you to buy more speakers because he missed out on two million bucks. Yeah, right. I don't think Brookstone's selling two million dollars worth of those fucking football you know, that speakers. Store though, this is totally off. Not what we talk yeah, about. We're off the rails at this point. But that store is way more packed than I expect it to be. Knickknacks, man. Yeah, people love tchotchkes for Christmas. They're like, I don't know what to buy, Uncle. Timmy, I'm just going to get him this fucking weird-ass Gronk speaker. And he's like, I don't want this shit. <laughs> anyway, every time I walk by there, I'm like... at the work Yankee swap yeah. <laughs> two days later. <laughs> yeah, and he gets traded a hundred times. Yeah. Anyway. Huh, well. Feel good. <laughs> Those are my opening better. takes about Brookstone, too. <laughs> uh, anyway, Craig, what's your opening take? I was just about to ask if you wanted to hear it. I do. I mean, I'm ecstatic. My opening take is the following. Okay. And uh, we're going to talk in our second segment a bit about the playoff picture and who mm-hmm. the Patriots might be uh, pulling in the divisional round and beyond. However, my opening take is of the field, the AFC playoff field, you've got the Patriots, the Steelers, the Jaguars, wow. the <laughs> Titans, <laughs> the Bills, I'm ignoring you, and the Chiefs. So of those six teams, three give me concern. The Titans and the Bills, I could give two poops about. I don't, I'm not scared of either of those I think you're sleeping teams. on the Bills. You think I'm sleep- you're about to make a case for the Buffalo Bills coming into Foxborough on Division Round and beating the Patriots? I'm not going to make a case for it. Okay. But I'm just saying I you think- You disagree with my lack of fear, yeah. but you are yourself are not afraid of them. I have healthy respect for any team that makes the playoffs. Okay. Continue with your opening take. We'll talk about this later. We'll so, get back to this. But what I'm trying to I get, need to pull what some I'm, statistics together. What I'm laboriously <laughs> getting to here is that the value of that Pittsburgh game and the value of that number one seed is huge. Mm-hmm. Mostly because 
uh, you avoid the team that I think matches up the worst, I suppose, if you're a Patriots fan, with the Patriots, which is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They can run the ball like crazy. I think they are... I looked this up a few weeks ago before the Steelers game, and the Steelers were number one in sacks at the time. It's, number two was Jacksonville, so they may have flipped by then, but or maybe they're just in the same place. But they can get to the quarterback. They can run the ball. They actually have like some talented wide receivers. Blake Bortles is their quarterback, who's like not super talented, but they've done a good job of like organizing their offense to account for the fact that Bortles sort of sucks. And he's been playing out of his mind for the last like four weeks, even yeah. though he is still Blake Bortles. He did win me a, a fantasy football championship, which is nice. Oh, of him congratulations! To do. Uh, thank you. We talked last week about how, like the way you beat the Patriots is you run on them. Why no one else has figured that out? I can't understand. And like. Jacksonville has a serious running team. Yeah, and they, and they can get to they can get to Brady. They don't need to like bring extra pressure with blitzes or something like that. So they actually, I mean, it's hard to fear the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like just like gut reaction, like it's hard to feel fear the uh, the black teal and gold down there. You know, it's yeah. not like a a historical rival or anything. <laughs> However, uh, Tom Coughlin who is the former head coach of the New York Giants, who were very successful in the Patriots in a couple of Super Bowls, if you remember, is uh, like the not the GM, but he's like football operations, head of football operations, yeah, something like that. They have that crap, Starting this so. year in Jacksonville. And I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that Coughlin got there this year and they're now they're a playoff team. But anyways, that first that 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 first overall seed and the fact that they get the bye, Jacksonville's the three seed, so there's no way that the Patriots can play them in the divisional round because if Jacksonville advances they advances, go to Pittsburgh automatically. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's huge and only the only case that they would play Jacksonville is if Jacksonville beats Pittsburgh, which as good as they are, uh, you know, I don't know if they're if I'm super, I wouldn't bet on them going into Heinz Field and beating the Steelers, but you never know. So I think that that's huge. And I mean, I think a big part of being successful in the postseason is the road that you take to get there and this is like sort of reaping what you sow throughout the regular season. The Patriots are a team that can year after year has winning records and and they don't generally get into the playoffs by the skin of their teeth and they get the luxury of a bye week and two home games and you know that's how you find yourself in the Super Bowl yeah and we see the advantage that the Patriots have when they get to play at home yeah they get to use all their tricks and whether other teams think that they're legal or not i mean they did it this week right they always get something chippy a little what was the the thing this week thermometers up in the jets tunnel to remind them of how cold it was coming out there. Oh, and if I you didn't think like if you're playing a so the Jets play in New York outside, like they play in the cold weather for sure. But if you are a team like the Titans coming up here, like not necessarily a cold weather team, or if you were Miami coming up here and it's like mm-hmm. two degrees and you're running out and you're watching the Patriots come out with no sleeves, yeah, they just look badass and like they're gonna eat you for dinner yeah belichick walking onto the field with the shorts and the cutoff did you see that he's too old for that kind of shit that's how you get pneumonia it's like warnings on tv about that yeah what would alex trebek twitter exploded at that moment oh my god people were just a buzz like for like the i don't know maybe ten thousand people that were in the stadium at that time it was early it was at like 12 or something like that but uh, peak warmth (laughs) i was cold watching the game at my yeah, house. The, the, the nine seconds it took me to get from my car to my front door, oh. I was like, fuck this. Yeah. I hate it here. Why do we live here? Yeah. But if you were like a warm weather team coming up, really just they just fuck with people. Right. Right. I like and it. I mean, Jacksonville, for Christ's sakes, 
You know, yeah, if they, if they end come up in for the here, championship game, you don't think Bill Belichick will employ some of those same tricks and strategies? He'll probably right. crank the heat up in their locker room so that they're super hot when they're See, coming out those to the little field. things. And and Patriots haters will say like, whoa, cheating. Whoa. Every no. fucking team does that. Yep. As they should. I think I encourage all that little petty bullshit. Me too. I love it. And if you want to stop the Patriots from doing it, win. Right. Get the home field yeah, advantage. Yeah, get home field. Take care of business right. during the regular season. And then they season, can come down putts. there and you can turn the air conditioner on in there. Do whatever the hell you want, Jacksonville. You right. want to pump some crowd noise through the speakers like Seattle did. You want to get fucking weird. make the power go out on the sidelines like the Ravens did. Like every team does this little petty crap. Right. I love it. I think it's great. Me too. So, even just it's something fun. as simple as like it's having, you know, team control over replays, right? Like. A, a, a sketchy play happens and you've got someone up in a booth who can throw the big jumbotron right. replay right. up so the coaches on the sidelines can see it and like you know the crowd can react and like get the refs to look at something a little bit different maybe totally totally I, you know talking about like gamesmanship and like not really what we were talking about but it kind of reminded me of this so the falcons and the saints played last week this week uh, Saints played the Panthers this week. So, so last week last they week. played, but like both teams were in the hunt still and like needed wins. Mm-hmm. They were in New Orleans and the apparently the band a band came out to play. <laughs> was it like a fucking <laughs> they, New Orleans like marching band? It was thing? some kind of marching band, but their formation on the field was a twenty-eight to three. Ah, see, so disrespectful. Yeah, right. It's they weren't even in the Super Bowl in New Orleans, and they're throwing shade at the Falcons. Right, right, and I right. just, I like. Oh, that it. was the game where Sean Payton made like the choking yeah, thing. That yeah. right, 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 right. <laughs> Everybody's welcome to dump on the Falcons for that. I guess. I, why not? I thought that was just for us. You know, I thought that was our. Everyone thing. can get on board with that. Everyone can get on board with it. All right. <laughs> anyway, I'm way off the rails. Let's uh, let's talk about some stuff that could potentially lead us to more hilarious moments with this year's Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Here's hoping. All right, so let's talk playoffs. Yeah, let's go through the field. Like we said in our uh, opening segment, there the possible teams that the Pats can play. On uh, December 13th, when they play their divisional round playoff games. January 13th. What did I say? December? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still getting used to this whole 2018 thing. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Bills. Yeah. Titans. Got it. Chiefs. Nice. One of those three. Correct. Make your case for the Bills. Okay. So. Good luck. (laughs) So the score is really lopsided. But I think in both games, the Patriots won pretty handily. I remember Mm -hmm. but you know I think it's like we said about the Patriots all season like but none of them you didn't feel clean coming out of any of them I didn't feel fulfilled and I I think the Bills have a little bit of momentum on their side they played really well against Brady and if I remember right in that first game they had like three sacks on him and an interception yeah they picked him off in that second game too but I don't remember how many sacks they had Mm -hmm. so like they're not afraid to come after the quarterback and it looks like Brady, we've talked about this before, is like dealing with something as one should at 40 and playing a full contact sport like he is. You know, so I just wonder, like, can they keep up that pressure? And the yes seems to be the answer. Will they? I mean, they might not be smart enough to keep up the pressure, but that's a good way to beat the Patriots, too. Yeah, I feel like the Bills represent something that a lot of teams do, which is the ability to do like half of what you need to do to beat the Pats. Mm. Like defensively, I think they have it, but offensively, like I think the two things you generally need to do to beat the Patriots is like get after Brady and be able to score, you know, regularly. (laughs) And like Tyrod Taylor, like I have yet to see Tyrod Taylor do anything that concerns me other than sometimes like break the pocket and run. But even still, like 
that can get you a couple yards here and there, but like that's not a st- effective strategy to win the game with like running your quarterback. I don't. think. That's true. It's not sustainable. So from that perspective, I think the I think the Bills, <clears throat> you know, they check some of the boxes, but not enough of the boxes for me to be really actually like concerned if the Bills were to come in here. You know, if this if this game was if that theoretical game was played at Ralph Wilson Stadium and you have a bunch of jacked up Bills fans who haven't watched a playoff game since 1999, <laughs> that's a whole that now we're talking about a whole different situation. Uh, but at home in Foxborough doesn't concern me. Chiefs. Not not afraid. They play like trash the second half of the season. True. The one thing I think they have going for them is confidence. Like they came in here and just trounce the Patriots in week one. Right. Remember Feels like a long time ago. It does, but remember we were all like hiding under our desks and like uh in just in full meltdown mode for sure. the Patriots lost in that sure. season opener. And that I mean confidence can go a long way with the team to know to be able to say as a coach like, hey, we've been in their house before and we've beaten them. We can do it again. And Alex Smith has played in the playoffs before. He is the only teams, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's the he's the only one with any playoff experience. Yeah. I think uh, generally as a gauge of competence, you can look at coach quarterback, Mm. right? So Alex Smith and Andy Reid for Kansas City. And again, of the field, of the the AFC playoff field, like that is a reasonably formidable coach and quarterback combination, right? Like we saw all through the season this year that Alex Smith can actually play for the most part. And Andy Reid... He is he's not a perfect coach. He's not I don't think he's a Hall of Famer or anything like that, but he's definitely an established NFL coach. I don't think Andy Reid would be intimidated to go into Foxborough on a divisional right. round playoff game. You know, I don't think he would like choke. Be scared. He's been he there might before. Choke. Oh, I think he would almost certainly choke. <laughs> but not because he was scared. But like not in a Just because that's what yeah. <laughs> that's just what Andy Reid does. He loses track of things at the end of the games and he just fucks it up. Uh, last one and probably the one that you and I know the least about well that's the Tennessee football I mean us not knowing what we're talking about is not not unusual (laughs) let me give you some let me give you some let me give you a pro for the Tennessee tennis can I make one one a case for for Tennessee I'm into it Marcus Mariota I think Marcus Mariota is a quarterback who has some promise he hasn't had a great year this year I think he was probably below sort of just general expectations in terms of output um but i think marcus mariota can play and as we've seen a lot this year the patriots have a tendency to make a lot of mediocre or bad quarterbacks look good Mm -hmm. and i think that marcus mariota is good enough to be a good quarterback who looks great in one game give me a reason to not fear the titans this shouldn't be hard they have no experience zero they play in warmer weather and Mm -hmm. we know it's gonna be fucking cold in foxborough i just want to keep reiterating if you listen to us from anywhere else it's miserably cold here right now for sure um marcus Mariota, yeah he's good he's got promise but like you haven't been there before and you're gonna come again come up against a team that has seen it before and knows how to play 19 games so i think it's yeah it's hard to fear them and yeah exactly i think the short the short way of saying this why would you not fear the tennessee titans it would be because of the tennessee titans (laughs) (laughs) just simply that it's name says it all yeah so I mean that's that's that divisional round. That those are the only opponents that the Patriots could potentially play. Who do mm-hmm. you think they'll play? So it's Bills versus Jacksonville yeah. and Titans versus Chiefs. Oh, I can't do this on the air. I have no idea how it's gonna shake so, out. So so if Jackson it's Jacksonville Buffalo, I right. think Jacksonville will win and go to Pittsburgh. Right. Okay. So yeah, let's pick And both then games. so it's really between the Titans and the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will win. Yeah. Same. 
I think, yeah, I think we're looking at Chiefs divisional round yeah. game for sure. Right. And honestly, like, I I think that would be a game. I, I don't think the Patriots would roll, but I would be confident that they would win. Well, I think especially if you look at how the second half of the seasons went for both teams, <clears throat> the Patriots started like crap and got it together together more together than other teams we just have a very high expectation yeah and then um the chiefs just have like slowly yeah they came out they they started the season like they're shot like five and oh and then they lost like six in a row and then they 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 also sort of righted the ship in the last four weeks right um which is why i think they'll beat the titans yeah yeah also, f- for uh, people that you know watch the NFL injury report, don't be confused. Oh yeah, Chiefs running back Akeem Hunt broke his leg. Yes, on Sunday tibia. Not to be confused with Chiefs star running back Kareem Hunt. Two running backs, both named Hunt. Someone team. needs a nickname. One with a broken leg. <laughs> One without one. Kareem Hunt is the good one. <laughs> he has <laughs> so, two working legs, right. fully functioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very getting like, around highly on his own. skilled legs. Yeah, um, very fast. So Run right through, yeah, you. don't sound like a dickhead in your office uh, talking about Chiefs injuries, trying to look all smart or on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So there's your very in depth, very informed, very uh, well thought out and insightful playoff prediction slash breakdown. Yeah, hard facts coming at you. Want to do a douche of the week? Yeah, let's. All right, so I yeah, I've got Douche of the Week this week. Yeah, I'm excited. Do you want to know what it is? I can't wait. So it's a much more lighthearted one. We've had like racist, sexist, domestic abuse. Well, we've also had fights drunk in the driving, stands. fights. It's been a sort of vile, somewhat well, kind vi- of violent. criminal segment of ours so far, you know, looking back on our 18 episodes here. That's fair. This is a much more a much more lighthearted douche of the week this week. Oh. And it's Eagles punter Dougie Jones. Well, I mean, your name's Dougie. I mean, how could you be anything less than adorable if your name is Dougie? a cherub. So Dougie Jones, (laughs) uh, again, Philadelphia Eagles punter. We do love the Eagles. The Eagles played a home game on... Yeah, I guess, yeah. So the Eagles on Sunday played the Cowboys in a meaningless game for the Eagles, and it was their and coldest the home game, as it was for a lot of NFL teams. It was also yeah. this is also true for the Pats. Correct. Coldest home game on record. It was 17 degrees at pick, at, at kickoff in Philadelphia. It was the second coldest Patriots home game. Oh, really? I thought the it was, first was I that 04 uh, playoff game against the Titans. Oh, maybe I heard a regular season stat then. Oh yeah, 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 yeah possible. Yeah. So, anyways, so about maybe two thirds of the way through the game. Uh, I think we're in the third quarter here. Punter yeah. Dougie Jones runs onto the field wearing his like black like track pants, like sweatpants. Ooh. Were they ta- like Adidas tearaways? Was he just getting ready to do some kind of celebratory dance? It's funny. They weren't. And the reason oh, that we know bummer. that they weren't is because he runs onto the field to make this punt, seemingly forgets that they're on his body. <laughs> And then somewhat frantically tries to remove them <laughs> as he's like standing back behind the offensive line, like ready for the snap. They're not tearaways because if they were, he could have very fluidly it just ripped been them up. It would have been friggin' awesome so if he's they had like, been. He's like doing the whole like one leg up, like pulling because he's got cleats on and shit. Yeah, like, so. and like if you've never tried to take pants off of pa- over pants, it's oh, yeah. not easy. It's not great. They get stuck. It's a lot of static. It's really not great. Anyway, so but the <laughs> so he does this, and then I my favorite part. My favorite part of the whole ordeal was he's in the middle of the field, takes the pants off, has to do the hop on one leg, sweatpant removal, and then just 
throws him. He doesn't know. He doesn't know nothing else yeah, to what do. Are you gonna He's not do? gonna hold him or something. Tie him around his waist. <laughs> but he just sort of throws him on the ground. And so this play transpires. He punts, and there's just like a pile of laundry like on the field, literally cheering for the laundry. So he yeah. <laughs> So he punts and then bends. You know that the kicker's gonna do anything on a punt return, anyways. But he bends over and picks up his pants, and then he has to run back to the sideline. And I've heard two theories. Yeah. One theory is that he did it on purpose, which why? I disagree with. I don't think he did it on purpose. I at don't. All. Why would he do it on purpose? What would be the benefit? To remain warm as long as possible. Okay. That seems like a stretch. Right. Right. Which would I would criticize Dougie Jones for being a giant. Puss, if that were the case. Yeah, you're not a douche of the week now. You're just a dumbass of the week. Then. The other theory is that he just forgot until he got out there. Seems more likely. Uh, see, and all of a sudden it was like, I don't look like everybody else out here. <laughs> I know why. I'm wearing too many pants. See, I, I like to imagine that someone was like, Dougie! <laughs> the pants! <laughs> like from the sideline. Like he didn't and he actually... does the like, look around like, what? Huh? What? 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 <laughs> Looks down like, oh! Oh, shit! I'm wearing pants! Oh, Dougie Jones with the fucking sweatpants on. If you haven't seen that play, please Google it. I just like to play it out a little bit of like, let's say it is a crazy kick return and like the, the receiver gets like <laughs> caught in the pants. Do you have to survive the ground then? Like, what's the rule? Or like he has to make the tackle and like just takes his pants with him for the tackle. Yeah, if he like uses it like a lasso. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, you can get like things going here. Yeah. Imagine if that was actually like a trip. <laughs> If it was actually a dramatic return, because yeah, you know what, the, right. the very last play before a, a, a kickoff return for a touchdown is always the lame kicker, right? Attempting it's to make the a tackle, last guy being and like, always missing. Oh no! <laughs> They're always the last line of defense, and they never come through. Yeah. But imagine if that had happened while he's got a ball of sweatpants <laughs> in one hand. Oh Christ! I feel like we were robbed of that experience. I would have liked to see, or the I just would like to see the runner getting like. The receiver the fuck, getting dude? tripped up in the pants. Like, fuck, what are pants on the field? Also, if he had kicked with the pants on, what happens? Is that a penalty? Is that, Is that an equipment violation? violation? Yeah. Seems like it would be. If that were the Patriots and the player went out with the pants on, the people oh, would be controversy. Yeah, I know. We'd be having gate. pants gate. Yeah. <laughs> All our pants would have to be tested. Yeah, right. to, like Regulated. The God league like gives them out to you at the beginning of every yeah. game. Patriots lose all their outerwear privileges next season. <laughs> they just have to stand in just their uniforms. Tom Brady can't wear that like robe coat that he has. Mm, Want to get me one of those? Anyway. Christ almighty. Well, so that wraps up the regular season here on Title Town. Yeah. If you miss any episodes, want to revisit some of them, mm. you can certainly find them. Uh, there, You can rate and subscribe on iTunes while you're there, too. And, you know, in the new year, make it your resolution to tell some friends about what you're listening to. Yeah, spread the word. Spread the good word. Yeah. You can also catch us on GuyBossAndSports.com. Uh, you can also give Guy Boston Sports a follow on Twitter, at Guy Boston Sports. You can follow us on Twitter, at TitletownCast. That's dope. Uh, and I think that's it. We'll be back next week and we will talk a little bit about Yeah, no bye weeks for us. Yeah, no days off. We subscribe to the Patriots philosophies. Um, we will talk about what happens in the wild card round there, and mm -hmm. we'll know an opponent by the time we record our next episode. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Yep, and some other shit that we haven't planned yet. Yeah, we'll get there. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> a lot happens in seven days. Jesus, people. Give us time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. See bye. you next week.